What is going on, guys? It is Justin, but you can call me Jay Swag, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk with Swag. Thanks for tuning in. We got a good one for you today, as always. Uh, we got another special guest on the episode today. It's my wife, Megan, and I'm very happy that she came on the uh, on the podcast and talked some sports with me. Uh, we talked a little bit about rugby, surprise, surprise, and uh, we do a little Q&A sesh. But yes, give it a listen, enjoy, uh, kick back, or keep driving, or keep washing that dish, or keep working hard at work. Whatever you're doing while you're listening to this, just keep doing what you're doing, and just enjoy the episode. Pete Holmes style? No. <laughs> well, maybe I could. <laughs> but you'd have to be walking in from the other room then. Do you want me to walk in from the other room? Because you always hear... No. That's, that's <laughs> here. You always hear the person like walking down from the hallway yeah, yeah. and greeting them. And then like picking up the coffee he's surely left for them. Yep. Mm, then, wow, Pete, what a nice touch. Although, we should have started further back because their voices are further back because they're greeting each other. Oh, oh yeah, so they're greeting each other and then they're coming. All of a sudden you hear them sit oh, down right yeah. at the mics. Oh, and then, you know, I surely start talking about something embarrassing and not Usually. not realizing that we're recording. So I'll just and like... And then he goes, oh, we're recording. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. But well, we won't uh, do that. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, welcome back to another episode. I got my wife here. Megan Bush. Hello. Second guest ever on the <laughs> podcast. We're cuddled up here on our couch with sharing one mic in between us because we're poor and can't afford another mic. <laughs> and any other option that I could think of didn't work. Yep. So we're here. We're making it work. Um, so I wanted to start off by asking, having a conversation with you. About some sports. Because the only person that knows sports better than you is me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so for those of you who didn't know, Megan, when she was in high school, played rugby. And I think that's super cool. And I wanted just for her to talk about her experiences a little bit with that. Because first of all, it's it's high school sports, but... It's rugby as well, which not many people, especially in this country, have experience with. Especially, uh, well, it's on the rise. It's is it? It's on the rise. Do tell. Well, I mean, like my first year, my team was really my. It was either like the first or second year that my team was a team, but it was like the first year we had more than a couple games at the very least. So you were there from the start, and it was like there was like just enough girls to make a team pretty much. Yeah. And then I took a year off and then the year that I came back, our team was massive and then it just kept growing. Um, and same with like our, our college team, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. Mm. And especially guys rugby has been like, just like keeps getting bigger. Yeah. There was like five new teams that formed in our area just in the four years of high school. So 
the team started a year before you joined or the same year you were there for mm. the first team? I actually, I think I was there for the first team, but I don't, I don't want to say that for sure. So you're there one of the first two years? I think so. And that was your freshman year of high school? Yes. And then you took a year off sophomore year? Yes. And then you came back and played junior and senior year? Correct. Because at that point, it became an obsession. So why, why did you take your sophomore year off? Um, I don't fully remember. That was the year I joined cheer mm-hmm. um, that, I, that, or that I joined varsity cheer. Maybe too much going on. Um, yeah, and I think I did a, like a musical or a play or something in the spring. Okay. And I kind of didn't do that for the rest of high school. Like I what? didn't do that through my high school for the rest of high school. Cause Rugby I, is a spring sport? Yeah. Okay. So I think that, that might have been the bigger reason. I thought like I shouldn't over hype myself. You know what? No. So I did take a year off for musicals because I didn't want to do too many things. And then the next year I said, screw it. I love rugby. And then I did both the musical and rugby. There you go. Multifaceted. And then senior year I just did rugby because. Gotcha. Ha. And you're saying, so you took the year off sophomore year because I remember you telling me that it wasn't just like show up after school, play a game, and then you're done. Like you guys were doing like workouts. Oh, yeah. Um, well, the first, my first year on the team, we had like two or three practices a week and then a game a week. Mm-hmm. And we went to states that year and won. But like we didn't do too much outside of that because my coach was still a, she was a middle school or high school teacher. She was pretty busy. And then when I came back, she was trying to get into the world of, fitness as her full-time job so she was doing like a lot more extra stuff outside of that so like all the girls would go and support her in that and also if you're doing more workouts outside of rugby then you're getting stronger yeah and me and my friend were trying to get to the olympics so we we kind of worked out all the time um to try and get as good as we could yeah and this was intramural right or was it varsity no, there's no... It wasn't through the school. It was just through a local club. Oh, so it was like a rec league? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's, 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 no, uh, there's no teams through the schools yeah. in my county, or at least as of now, all those people are petitioning. Yeah. So I want to go back because you just said something very interesting that I think a lot of people are probably also very interested in, but you said that you were trying to get to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. They had just welcomed it back into the Olympics. Like, So it they, was there... Two or three years after I started. And then they they took it out? They took it out. I can't remember what year they took it out, but uh, last Summer Olympics was the first with it back in, and it was sevens. Okay. Yeah, I remember watching that. Yeah. Um, so you were potentially trying to get on that team. Correct. I would have played then. Correct. What happened? Uh, I, I quit playing rugby altogether. Um when I went to college, I wanted to try a bunch of new things. And so I took the year off of rugby my first year, thinking I would do it the rest. Back. Yeah. And then I didn't. Gotcha. Um, which is kind of a shame. But mm. I realized I didn't want to go to the Olympics anymore. It was like a bit too too much of a... Just a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, 
that would have been my entire world, and I wasn't ready to do that. Yeah, you gotta be very committed to be in the Olympics. Yeah, and there's shocking. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like I don't even know if I would have made it. Still, you know, I would have right, dedicated yeah. everything to it, and then still not. It's a lot of dedication to potentially not have nothing come of it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I look at friends that are trying to get to the Olympics and I just think that I don't have as much dedication as them. Yeah, that's very true. What, uh, do you have any stories or experiences from rugby that you think people would be interested to hear? Um, I don't know. We did do this really fun fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we had we all dressed up in prom dresses and played a game of rugby against each other. See, that's yeah, that's fun. That was that was honestly amazing. Although the game, there was a massive storm that was coming through, so our game got canceled, and uh, I had we all had to go into the grocery store across the street and wait for it to pass because it was like too dangerous to really drive in. Yeah, felt really bad because it was the first time any of my friends had kind of come to a rugby game. Yeah. And like my two my two friends, they're both named Jeremy. Were there? Mm-hmm. And shout they out had, Jeremy's. <laughs> shout out to the Jeremy's. They're both definitely listening. <laughs> and they uh, they were there for like five minutes or something stupid. Yeah. And then it got rained out. Yeah. But it was great. My dress ripped in the first like yeah, twenty how, seconds. I mean, did everyone's dresses rip? I feel like that's yeah, inevitable. I mean, yeah, yeah. Everyone's did. So is these. We wore like. Hundreds I mean, there's dollars on dresses for it to rip in a rugby game. No, no, no. We all went to the thrift store and bought like three dollar okay. dresses and we wore like compression uh, shorts and stuff. Well, yes. underneath it because naturally we're playing rugby. So, right. So it wasn't that your, was a blast. Your own legitimate prom dresses. You went and you bought dresses. Yeah. Knowing full well that they were. Knowing that they, they were not going to last. Correct. Yeah. I mean, have you played rugby? It's <laughs> no, I haven't. That's why we're talking about it. They're going to get ripped. (laughs) You're you're down the dirt a lot, too. My first game that I ever played, I got this massive gash. That was kind of when I knew that I, like, had found my sport. (laughs) Kind of. When she got the gash, that's how she knew. Well, I just, I feel like for some reason growing up, I always thought that you had to have this thing. Like, everyone had to have this physical activity that was theirs. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I never had it. And then after my first rugby game, I was like, oh, this is it, yo. This is it. This is it. Because I got this massive gash in my side, and I didn't even I didn't even know. And then I got in my car, and I like, was like, oh, something hurts. And picked, like lifted up my shirt, and it was just bleeding all over the place. And I loved it. How'd you get that gash? What happened? I have no idea. No clue. I have no... I didn't even know I had it for the whole game. Any other gnarly injuries from rugby? Because it's it's a brutal sport. It is. There's very... Is there any padding other than, like, helmets? Or not even helmets. There's not helmets. I feel like I've seen some people wear, like, some sort of padded helmet. You can can have, like, this thing... Headgear. Yeah, you can have this thing, and it has, like, a little bit of padding on the... Like, around your head or whatever. Uh Um, But... I would say 99% of players do not wear that. I would wear it after I got a piercing and didn't want to take my piercing out, sure. which was like technically illegal, but it was right. to hide the piercing. But, but so there's no there's no pads or no. protective gear. No, you have a mouth guard. Amazing. So did you get any any other injuries that were Um, no, not really. I don't I find that surprising. 
I don't mean was to... Was it with the position that you played? No. I don't, like, I don't mean to brag, but I had really good form. Yeah, you did. And so the most you I would get... You were the Olympics. The most I would get is cuts and bruises. Um, and that's also, what, what like... cuts and bruises I would I would say about, it's a mix between good form and luck because, you know, there's always these crazy things. Oh, we're talking, like, lacrosse-type bruises or, like, I stubbed my toe kind of bruise. I don't know the difference between those two. Well, lacrosse with defenders, their goal is to literally just Hit you, smack you right? with their stick. Um, I would say more like lacrosse bruises, but I don't bruise super easily. So, okay. so you got you got like if you looked skin if too. you looked at all of my teammates, that would probably be a better uh, mm. a better image of like what it what it was because they had like bruises all over yeah. and like sometimes as big as your face, just like that's how big the bruise was on your Ooh. leg. And it'd be all disgusting, different colors. But yeah. I didn't. I don't really bruise super easily, so I only had like some small ones. Occasionally, I would get a big one, but gotcha. I could like I could feel the bruises more than you could see them. Mm. So mm. I'm I'm really not a good face for rugby. <laughs> well, you're the only face that I have for rugby. <laughs> probably most people too. So yeah, surprise. There weren't more injuries. I feel like that's a pretty. Intense sports. I mean, we had injuries on the team. Scrums are a pretty big part of it, which you're just lined up and pushing people. Yeah, but that's all about form. So if you're Mm. getting injured in a scrum, your form, either your form is bad or someone's done something they're not supposed to. So we did have a girl who got like a pretty bad spinal thing. I mean, she ended up being fine, but Mm. um, she did get her spine messed up one game because she. she didn't have correct form. Now, granted, it was her first year, and it's, you know, in the middle of the game, that's not really what you're thinking of, which is why you practice so much. Um, but, yeah, she she messed that up pretty bad. Mm. Um, and there's there's injuries like that all the time, mm. I would say. Okay. But, and people, like, sprain ankles and break wrists and et cetera, but not... I don't know. I did. I I was pretty lucky, I would say. Gotcha. But I was in the scrum. Well, kind of. I was on the end of it. So what was your main thing that you were doing on the rugby field? Pitch. Arena. Um, what is it? Is it a field? Field. The field? Yeah. Not the pitcher? I, I guess not. Okay. Um, I never called it a pitch. Well, whatever. What were you doing? <laughs> um, oh, I feel so embarrassed. I can't remember the name of my position. Ooh. And you almost went to the Olympics. I know. You're well, uh, my position. Nation. My position was not in the Olympics because it's. Oh. We we played. Uh, Sixes, fourteen. Fourteen. It's six and it's sevens in the Olympics. So how many different kinds of? Rugby games are there matches? I think there's just the two. Sevens and what? Fourteens? I think it's. I think you don't call it fourteens. I think but it's, it's just 14 like fourteen v fourteen. It's just like a full team. Yeah, I think hmm. it's fourteen. I might be wrong. I might have to look it up. It's been a while. It's been a long while. It's been a while. Um, I can't remember the name of my position. That's gonna really bother me. I'm gonna have to look it up. But yeah. Well, anyways, what up. were you doing? No, I'm going to look it up and tell you because... You don't remember what you did? No, I remember what I did. I need to look up the name. 
Well, we're going to cut this part out then. I, I want us to, yeah. And we're back from Megan Research. So, <laughs> what position did you play? So there's actually 15. I was wrong. Mm. There's 15. And then there's sevens. sevens. Yeah. Regardless. Forgot about the... Yeah. Your position. My position was a flanker. Flanker. So you have in... I'm familiar with that term, but in Call of Duty, so I think it's different. It's... Uh, it's I don't know. But maybe similar. I have in certain parts. Call of Duty. You tell me. Um, so, you know, you have your scrum and that's five, you have your, your hooker in there and that's, that's five. Excuse me? That's the name of the person that's like trying to get the ball with their foot to pass back to your team in a scrum. Okay. Um, so there's five people, there's two people holding the, uh, the hooker and then there's two more people behind kind of pushing the scrum forward so that you guys can. Yeah contest over the ball and then there's two other positions and this is only in a 15s in 15s but who are kind of attached to the scrum on the end on the back ends on either end and their their job so in rugby there's forwards and there's backs and the backs are the ones that always run they're the ones that are like scoring a lot of the time Mm -hmm. because they're running and the the and they're scoring what tries tries and then the and then the forwards or whatever you call them maybe i don't know it's again it's been some time yeah but they you know they're the ones that are doing a lot of the tackling and um defending and they're the ones that always contest the balls and everything so my position the flanker was a mix between both of those Mm -hmm. so a lot of forwards generally are kind of like they're the like they have bigger builds because they're the ones that are taking everyone down. Yeah. And they're pushing the ball forward and et cetera. And okay. you know, the the back the backs are like running it, so they're generally like a little bit quicker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but my position had to do both. So we had to run it. You know, we would we would let go of the scrum at the appropriate time so that we could like try to tackle people from advancing forward or okay. or so we could pick up the ball and just run and score. Um, so we kind of were a jack of all trades. And surprisingly, we were me and the other girl that played flanker. We were the smallest girls on our team. Well, well center of gravity, though, we weren't the shortest. We were the smallest. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure you did great. Well, you know, we had a good we had a good rugby coach, so yeah, we yeah. did. Our yeah. rugby coach was so small. Hmm. She so she really knew how to play the game well. Yeah. She taught all of us. We were a really small team actually. Everyone we played was much bigger than us, but But that didn't matter. It didn't. It didn't matter. We Where you go. One states all the time. All the time. All the time. How many years out of the three years you played? Three. Wow. <laughs> A born champion. You're what? eating your Wheaties, weren't you? It wasn't me. It was everyone. Yeah, but I only You're, know you. All right. <laughs> I don't know anyone else on the team. Okay. Okay. All right. So there you have it. <laughs> that's that's rugby with Megan. Megan Bush. I'm the sure you've star. learned absolutely nothing about the game. And uh, just think of this: you could have you listeners. Could have been, let's just, we're going to (laughs) say, I'm fumbling over my words here. We're going to say that was an interview with Olympic rugby (laughs) gold medalist. No. (laughs) Megan Bush, my wife. 
I, I didn't do that. There's some You're welcome. amazing right, thank women you for joining us, in Megan. the world who are doing that, and they deserve that title. Thank you so much. Because they've earned it. <laughs> it's not me. All right, Megan's going to stick around for the rest of this episode, <laughs> though. She's going to help me out. Uh, so for those of you who are friends with me on Facebook, you know that I posted a Facebook status, or if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted that I, I'm trying to do a little uh, Q&A section, just any sports question you can think of, uh, write it in and I'll try to answer it. Well, I will answer it. I don't know how well I'll answer it, but I just thought it'd be cool to generate some conversation with you guys and test my sports knowledge, but give my thoughts and feedback on different topics. I've done very minimal research on these questions. I looked up some, some stats and some info on a couple of them, but outside of that, I just wanted to give you some off the top of the dome knowledge the noggin from all for all you so Megan's gonna help me out she's gonna read these questions so if you would read out who is asking the question all right and then also let us know what the question is and am I supposed to read every single one of these questions that were asked every all of them all the hundreds of them we're gonna go through all of them so we're gonna be here a while so strap in grab a beer if you're of the legal age maybe Mm. grab some popcorn I have some wine. Some wine. My wife is drinking some wine. Maybe some some ice cream or pretzels. Yep. Get comfy. Let's do some Q&A. Q&A. Thank you, Oz. I've been thinking about wanting <laughs> to have a little music in there, but I didn't know how to do it, and now you just provide it for me, so thank you. Uh, all right, so this first question is coming from... Uh, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, RVA. From Patrick Cusimano. Patrick, whoa, 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 we're bad at games. <laughs> Real he, quick plug, Patrick is a co-host of a of another podcast called We're Bad at Games. Do, 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 do. You're supposed to give the the pitch while I'm doing the. the theme oh, song. sorry, sorry. So he's do, he's do, do, yeah. Do, do, so basically, do, it's a gaming do, podcast do, do, where they talk about games, do, do, play games on the air. Do, 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 they talk about board do, games, mobile do, games, do, video do, games. Do, do, do. Mind games. <laughs> they always make that joke. Mind games, but they never do anything with mind games. Do any fancy music? Perfect. All right. What's the cue? All right. After a slump of a season last year, Alex Ovechkin, who's he, is back on pace for a 50-goal season and has been named an all-star team captain. Is the 32-year-old back? Was he ever gone? Quick side note. He is the best. You're welcome, Patrick. We acknowledged it on mm. on the podcast. Mm. So, good old Alex Ovechkin. So, of all the four major sports, hockey is definitely the one that I know the least about <laughs> and follow the least. But I do love watching the playoffs because I think NHL playoffs are some of the most riveting sports you can watch. And especially being married to a diehard Penguins fan, we oftentimes... Hey. Are rooting against the Capitals. Sorry, not sorry. Um, so I'm not sorry one bit. Ovechkin, 32 years old. First of all, age means nothing in hockey because Yarmir Yager is like older than my dad. He's like, he's not actually older than my dad. He's like 45 or 46, mm. still playing in the NHL, mm-hmm. still contributing. Mm-hmm. 
Age, I honestly think age doesn't mean nearly as much in hockey as it does in the rest. Well, as much as it does in soccer and football and basketball. Baseball, age doesn't really do much either. But anyways, <clears throat> uh, I, do, I, I, I personally, I don't think he ever was gone. If you want to say that he's back, that's fine. But I think he's always been a very solid contributor to the team. I think he's also though considered one of those players, one of those athletes in his sport that it's going to be one of those uh, could have beens, um, kind of like a uh, a Russell Westbrook or a Chris Paul or a Tracy McGrady, where they're an incredible player, they contributed a lot to their team, they are just very talented. But could never, never win themselves a championship. Um, couldn't really make it to that to that last that last lap. Um, I think everyone considers Ovechkin a, a great player. I think for it depends on your you know what you take into consideration for one of the one of the best because uh, a lot of people do like to consider championships in that which he has not won one yet. Um, and you know, I, I think he's a great player. If he, is he one of the best? I don't know. I, I, I don't, like I said, I don't know hockey too much, so I can't answer too much to that, but I think, you know, like you said, he's on pace for another 50 goal season, which is, uh, you know, that's just not an easy feat. He's the captain of a all-star team. So I think he's, you know, players have up and down seasons, but he's a consistent player though. I think he's. He's good if he stays healthy. Um, but yeah, thanks for the question, Pat. Yeah, I would like to terrible, add terrible um, answering that because I know nothing about hockey. But yeah, I would like to add that hockey is my favorite sport mm. to watch, to mm. be a fan of. Yeah, and I know literally nothing about it still to this day. Yeah, um, that's okay. We just enjoy watching it. Yeah, but I was just go pens. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, that's my contribution mm. to what what Patrick asked. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Great. I mean, Ovechkin's fine, but whatever. There's nothing compared to the kid. (laughs) Sorry. Next question. Next question comes from Philip Rowley. Is that how you say his name? Yep. Sorry that I thought I butchered your name. Clearly my instincts were correct. Quick, quick shout out to Phil. He, uh, he always likes my comment. Whenever I comment on SportsCenter or ESPN's, uh, anytime they post about Lonzo Ball or anyone in the Ball family, I always comment, no one cares mm. because no one cares. And then he likes and He's always it. there to affirm me in not caring about that. So thanks, Philip. Thanks for the love, Phil. Phil. I don't know if I've ever called him Philip this much. No, you just did. Why? Why do people want to play a completely unproven Teddy Bridgewater when Case Keenum leads the squad to 13-3? Yeah, that's a great question. First of all, Phil, why do you care? I thought you were an Eagles fan. (laughs) But second of all, uh, Minnesota Vikings, 13-3, great season. Best season they've had in a very long time. Uh, They're a weird team. I can't figure them out. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, had, he showed some promise when he first started playing, had a horrible injury, and then another horrible injury, uh, and played his first minutes in, like, I think almost two years. Um, 
I don't know. For, I, I'm honestly not sure if people really are getting behind him playing or if they were just happy to see him back and he's healthy and he's finally able to play again. Um, I mean, like you said, Case Keenum is he's doing a, a good job with that team. Um, I don't think either of them have proven to be elite quarterbacks yet at this point. I mean, they have a great team. Like you said, they're 13-3. and three. Um, I think the thing with Teddy Bridgewater is he just showed a lot of potential. Um, I think he was great in college. Um, a lot of hope for him when he was drafted. And then, you know, he hasn't really been able to play too much valuable time in the NFL since he's been drafted. So I think it's more just a hopeful anticipation and potential that they see in him. Um, but, you know, only time will tell if, you know, if the Vikings stick with Case Keenum, if he, you know, goes to a different team or if he's kind of just forced to kind of sit in the, sit in the, uh, if he's forced to sit in the shadows of Case Keenum, um, yeah, we'll see. Thanks for the question, Phil. This segment's going to get canceled after one week. This segment? Yeah. <laughs> you know who would cancel this segment? You. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep it going, though. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I think the listeners are going to cancel it by not asking any more questions. Yeah, that, that could be true. Anyways, next cue. Next cue comes from Jeremiah Link. Should all sports revert to a lack of salary cap, as is the case in baseball? Several teams without the biggest payroll have made the postseason and even won the World Series, so why not? Also, should major sports move to having local announcers calling the games much like baseball? Jeremiah's do you like, a fan of baseball. Do you like baseball, he Jeremiah? Baseball. <laughs> He's a big baseball guy. Uh, first of all, thanks for the cue. So let's, let's do the first part. So salary cap. Um, you know, I, I do think that they're... Well, I don't know. I, I see the case for both sides. Uh, so, on the, in the on the side of there there being a salary cap, I think salary cap helps the teams that don't have as much money. You know, like a uh, a San Diego Padres or a Minnesota Twins try to still be able to compete with a team that has money like the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers um, because it limits them to how much they can spend because when you're a good player, you're going to, you know, you're going to get more money. And if you're a team, you want all the best players. And so all the best players worth all the money, but there's a salary cap, you can't have all the best players. So it limits them to having to rely more on their farming system and, you know, training their prospects and growing from within as opposed to the outside hire. I'm a big fan of farming systems. That was a legitimate, like a legit farming reference because she's a farmer. Yep. She likes farming. Yep. Anyway, back to the sports. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know having a salary cap is good because it, it limits those teams to their spending and it helps it, you know, in that sense, people think it helps it be more competitive. Um, but on the other side, you know, the teams with the most money don't always win. Um, like you're saying, you know, a team like the Cubs, for instance, who were horrible for over 100 years, 
and then relied on their prospects, really, for majority of their team, grew from within, and won the World Series. And now they're one of the best teams. Um, and, you know, a team like the Philadelphia 76ers, horrible. But they've gotten great draft picks. They've kept all of those. They are growing from within. They still have a really young team, but they're showing a lot of potential this year. They're all healthy, and they're starting to look good. And the potential, I mean, that team in two to three years, if it stays intact, it's going to be scary to play. They're going to be up there in a top four seed. You heard it here first. Whoa! 76ers top four seed within the next two to three years. If this podcast is still going. <laughs> yep, it will be. I'm going to talk about it. But, uh, yeah, so that, so the salary cap, I, I see both sides of the uh, argument. Um, I mean, you know, I'm a Yankees fan, so naturally everyone hates me and my team because they spend all the money, um, which I don't always like because I think a lot of times they blow their money on terrible players who are past their prime. But they've been doing a lot better job of that recently and relying more on their farming system and their draft picks. Um, but... Uh, yeah. So the other part of that question was the local announcers. Um, yeah. I think that's great. Um, I really enjoy that. I like I like there being a, a big variety in the commentating because some people, you know, some commentators you just don't like. Um, and a lot of times you grow to like your local commentator and it's fun just to oh, have. Yeah. It's just fun to have, you know, like I said, just diversity in it. So if you're watching, uh, you know, the Chargers play the Vikings out here in New York, you know, you're going to hear, you know, I don't want to hear Joe Buck ever. I don't ever want to hear him <laughs> commentate any games. So, you know, all for the local. But, uh, yeah, thanks for the cue. Next all one. All right. This question comes from Harrisonburg, Virginia, and mm. it's, Personally, my favorite question that was asked. Yeah. And it comes from Valerie Bess. Oh, Val. Good friend. She's great. And the question is, how does football work? Oh, yeah. And I'm actually going to add to the question to keep it interesting. No, I'm going to add to it to keep it interesting. You have to answer it in three minutes. So you got to give like a quick point by point. She's pulling out the timer. You know, I'll do it in less than three minutes. Okay, I'm gonna then increase it. You have one minute. One minute. You have one minute. Got it. I can On your it. mark, get set, go. So football, it's a team sport. There's two teams. Um, I legitimately can't think on the top of my head how many players there are on each side on the field. Uh, I think it's 11. I don't know. I'm gonna get ridiculed for this. It's a sports podcast. Anyway, I'm wasting <laughs> my time. You are. There's two teams. There's offense and defense. When you're on offense, you're trying to get the ball into the end zone on the other team's side and defense you're trying to stop them you can pass the ball with your quarterback you can run the ball with your running back um once they once their knee or their elbow hits the ground if they are in possession of the ball they are downed you have four, seconds you have four downs to make it 10 yards after you make the 10 yards you get a new set of downs you can score a touchdown, which is six points, and get. And then you can also, if you don't make it there and you want to get extra points, you can kick a field goal, which is three points. And that's, and that's your time. That's, well. that's time. Ooh. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? 
never really right. get to explain defense too much, but you there really you go, Val. It. That's how football works. <laughs> how f- In one minute. All right. Um, this next. N- next question is from Devin Byam. Mm. The question is, is Matthew Stafford overpaid or is he that good but is surrounded by a team not built to succeed? He already has an opinion on this, but he would like to hear yours. Yeah. Devin is a uh, he's a big Lions fan. Mm. Uh, he went to JMU. Mm. Um, it's a good school. Yeah, it's a great school. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did like a tiny bit of research on this, but not too much just because I don't follow the Lions and Matt Stafford too much. But overall, I think Matt Stafford is a good quarterback. I don't... Uh, <laughs> I think he's definitely got a, a bad situation out in Detroit. I mean, they've just never really had too many. I don't know. They've never really had good running back uh, in a while. They had Calvin Johnson for a while there, who's the best receiver, and then he retired. Um, but I think he, I think he's a good quarterback. He's got a great arm. Um, his accuracy is sometimes uh, questionable, but. Um, I'm going to take my phone here real quick because I did take one picture of something I wanted to share. Uh, Jim Caldwell, his nuke or his coach from the past three years, um, definitely helped turn him around and helped kind of mentor him and turn him into a better player, even though Jim Caldwell was just fired. But so from here are his stats, Matthew Stafford's stats from 2009 to 2013, which was under Jim Schwartz. Uh, 59.5 completion percentage 17,457 yards 109 touchdowns 73 interceptions 83.1 rating so those are like pretty I mean outside of the yards pretty average um, stats I mean the interceptions is a little little high um, but you know not bad he's pretty good and then with Jim Caldwell 2014 to 2017 64.5% completed completion rate, 16,969 yards, 104 touchdowns, and only 45 interceptions with a 93.1 rating. So his completion percentage went up five points. He passed, you know, 500 yards less, uh, five less touchdowns, but almost 30 less interceptions, and his rating went up 10 points. So I, I think... I don't think he's great. I think he's good. Um, I think his accuracy can sometimes be bad, and his decision-making isn't always amazing, but his he's worked on his run game a lot, and that's gotten a lot better. Um, so, yeah. That's all I have to say about that because I don't have that much to say. I, I can honestly say that I understood 0% of any of that. If I had more time to tell you how football worked, you might understand. Yeah. That's true. That's on me. But I was limited to a minute. That's on me. You're right. That's all right. Next question. Next question. Next question comes from John Graves. John Graves, my uncle. Any comment on the Yankees hiring a guy who has never managed or coached his entire life? Yes, I do have comments. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Boone. I don't. I don't know. I just don't know. Like you said, he has no coaching experience. He played for the Yankees for a little bit. He was a pretty average player. Pretty middle of the road. He has his one shining glory moment with the Yankees when he hit that home run to deep left to take the Yankees 
to the World Series, beating the Red Sox in Game 7. I remember watching that live. It was incredible. Uh, what a moment. But outside of that, pretty average career. Uh, he's a pretty mild guy. He's one of those guys where it's kind of just like, he's not like super boring, but he doesn't really have that much personality. So are you saying that you... I'm saying I don't know. You're saying you don't know. I'm saying I don't know because I liked Joe Girardi at the helm. I thought he was doing good. I, mean, I know there was one or two questionable things that he did or didn't do in the postseason this past year, but, I mean, they were one game away from the World Series when everyone said it was a rebuilding year and they wouldn't even make the playoffs. Hmm. But they beat some really good teams in the East, um, or in the American League, sorry, Um and they, you know, they lost to the Astros in Game 7, who ended up winning the World Series. So, I mean, you know, they had a great team. I thought he was good for them. I think a lot of the players really respected him, and they liked having him there, being, being a former Yankees player. Um, but, you know, it's the same thing Aaron Boone, a um, little younger. Uh, maybe just, you know, it's, it's fresh, some new direction. Um, but, you know, like I said, I thought Girardi was doing a good job. I thought... He could have stayed stuck around a little longer, but we'll see how it goes. I'm optimistic. You know, I'm, I'm not against it. I'm not very yeah. aggressively against that decision. I, I don't think it was a bad decision. I don't think it was a great decision. You don't know um, what goes on behind the scenes? Yeah. Maybe this guy led the team while he was on it, even though he was just such an average player. Yeah, maybe he's a great locker room guy. Yeah. And they, they definitely, you know, they are a young team, so they could use some veterans in there. So maybe he at the him at the manager position will help. We'll see. Yeah. And uh, is this is this the last question, or is there more on? We can check Twitter, but I don't think there's any questions. All right. So this comes from your sister, Vanessa Goodwin. Okay. The question is. Yeah. I'm going to ask it one by one. Okay. There's multiple. Yeah. Okay. Who will win the FCS championship tomorrow? Oh, gosh. I don't want to answer this. So, for those of you who don't know, today is Friday, January 5th. Tomorrow, uh, the FCS, FCS football championship game will be taking place in Frisco, Texas, between the James Madison University Dukes and the North Dakota State University Bison. Uh, it's going to be a great game. It's the number one and number two seeds. Uh, I think I have to go with the Dukes. Yeah. I have to cheer for the home team. Yeah. I think JMU's going to take it. And that's all I'll say because I know there's more questions. Yeah, good so call. JMU good call. will win. So it'll be really interesting when this airs inevitably after this game. You can see all your predictions be true or false. Yeah. How much will they win by? Oh, not a lot. It's going to be really close. Yeah. Yeah. JMU has the number one defense uh, and the number eight offense. And North Dakota State has the number two defense. So, And I think their offense is up there as well um so it's it's going to be a close game i mean i thought that jmu's game against south dakota was going to be close because that was the number one defense versus number one offense but the dukes blew them out um but i think this game is going to be a lot closer um i think it's going to be it's definitely not going to be won by more than 10 points whoever wins Mm. it's not going to be more than 10 points and i don't think it's going to be very high scoring i'd say it's going to be uh I'd say like 27-21. Okay. Dukes. All right. Are you a Dukes fan? Are you not? 
I feel like it's going to be even closer than that. Like, it could be a field goal. It could be one point. It could be one point. That's that's kind of what I'm feeling. I, I think it is, too. I think it's going to be a crazy nail-biter. What's your score prediction? I think that it's going to be 28 to 27. Mm. That's what I'm going to say. Who's winning? JMU, obviously. Go Dukes. Yeah. Go Dukes. Yeah. Um, well, you all know by now, so. What? Yeah, that's true. How did we do? Are we so wrong or so right? What players on both teams should we keep an eye out for? Yeah, so this is a, this is a good question. Um, the uh, quarterback for the Bison is really good. Um, he had 39 touchdowns this season, 62% completion rate. Um, he's only a junior. He, his freshman year in 2015, he started in place of their injured quarterback, who is just this guy that you've never heard of named Carson Wentz. He's just, you know, in the NFL playing for the Eagles and leading them to one of the best seasons they've had in years. Um, oh, yeah, I've never heard of him. But so I was talking to the viewers, and that was sarcastic. Um, I, I'm aware. <laughs> great. So he was 8-0 in that time, but then... By the time the championship game rolled around, Carson Wentz was healthy again, and they won. But, I mean, last year the J- Jamie won, and they beat North Dakota State in the semifinal game to make it to the championship. But before that, North Dakota State had won five years in a row the championship. Yeah. So they're the dynasty. So it's either the dynasty comes back and reigns supreme, or um, JMU continues, uh, and they get the... The back-to-back championship wins, um, but it's you know he's definitely something to look out for. I think he's probably their their biggest threat um, for JMU. I think it's going to be oh, what's his name? I think it's here. Yeah, it's Riley Stapleton, uh, their wide receiver. Um, he is coming out of nowhere in the playoffs and is doing a killer job. Um, just making incredible catches and great touchdowns, um, great scores. Uh, he looks really good. He's definitely a big threat. Marcus Marshall, the running back, is a big threat as well. He's on fire recently. He just rushed for like over 200 yards in the last game. And uh, Ankra on the defense as well. He's got like, I think, almost 10 sacks this season. He's he's anchoring that defense, the number one defense. Um JMU coming in with a 26-game win streak, the longest streak in any for any college football team in the entire nation. Uh, they got they got momentum, but so is North Dakota State. So I think it's gonna be a really good game. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Any shorter questions? Mm-mm. No. Nope. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it. We got through. What is that? 200, 350 questions. Yeah. That's crazy. That was so many questions. It's been like 10 hours. Wow. Well, thank you all for uh, your questions. I really appreciate that. I think I think I'm going to try to keep this going. Those were good uh, questions. In the yeah, those are great questions. Um, you were. Uh, I left it wide open because I wanted a wide range of questions, and I got them. You got them, and I'm you satisfied. Didn't, you didn't really have to look anything up, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Did you enjoy yourself? I did enjoy myself. Thanks for having me. You had fun. Yeah. Talking sports with swag. Oh yeah. I mean, I do feel like this is beneath me. I I know a little bit too much for you, but yeah, it was. I was reaching. Yeah, you were settling. Yeah, 
for sure. Much like most of our life. Um, oh. I had a lot of fun. This is great. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. We're going to sign off. Until next time, do you want to, anything you want to say to the millions of listeners? Uh, Sign us off. Leave us with something good here. You know what? I probably love you very much based off of who I know listens to the show. Yes. That's very true. Thanks for listening, person I admire. Yeah. That's it. Yep, that's it. Great. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Bye. Bye.